Welcome to Collier's Talks, a podcast series featuring the latest trends, insights, research, and developments in commercial real estate in Canada and beyond. Hi, I'm Brian Faldowski, Senior Vice President at Collier's, and today I'll be the host on the Collier's Talks podcast. Today, we are very excited to have Yen Zentil of Zentil Property Management joining us. Very excited to have Jens here with us because uh, a lot of people are really, really excited about the the Hamilton marketplace and no other uh, landlord developer has made uh, a large investment like Zentil. So we figured having uh, them on the podcast would be fantastic to uh, to get their insight as to, you know, what's happening in the industrial market. You know, why did they choose Hamilton? So Jens, I'm going to get right into it. Historically, your company has been acquiring real estate in the GTA market. Can you let our listeners know like, what were some of the, the main factors that motivated Zentil to make several large investments in the Hamilton market? Sure, Brian. I mean, first off, thanks for having me. It's uh, very humbling to have Collier's want to have a discussion about what we're doing. But yeah, I wouldn't call our investments large. I mean, when you look at the Hamilton market, it's really humbling to see what's going on at the airport and other areas in terms of ongoing developments. But yeah, we have taken a strong interest in Hamilton. We've acquired three sites there to date with some other investments uh, in the Hamilton area in existing buildings. One of the main factors that drove us to go to Hamilton was mostly just to, to search for value. You know, a year and a half, two years ago, I started to hear inklings that rental rates were creeping up in secondary markets, uh, one of them being Hamilton. And obviously, with land prices doing what they were doing in the GTA and Toronto proper and Vaughan and, and very mature uh, now industrial markets in the GTA, uh, we thought, well, if there isn't a corresponding increase or the same relative increase in, in land prices, at least at the time, try to enter there and uh, get that value from buying land cheaper and and getting that upside in terms of higher rental rates. One of the things that I've been most interested, and I'm sure our our listeners are going to be interested to hear as well, is I've noticed the, uh, the strategy that you guys have taken has been a lot different from the investments that other developers have made. So for example, it seems like your strategy has been more targeted towards small bay industrial Whereas uh, a lot of the other developers, they're all going the, the large industrial route. Can you kind of describe, you know, what made you go towards that type of strategy? Yeah, for sure. There's a few things. The first of which is probably the capital intensity required for larger format buildings. We like to sprinkle our investments around and do smaller sites in a variety of different submarkets within the Hamilton area. I know everything's more expensive, obviously, for smaller bay development on a per unit cost, but we like the idea of being able to accommodate smaller businesses, which are the bedrock of the Ontario and and wider Canadian economy. And just not to have to put all of our eggs in one basket, so to speak, with larger tenants. I mean, everyone who's listening to this podcast would know that uh, larger tenants in the industry right now are in the process of subleasing their space back, companies like Amazon. So Clearly, there's an upside and, and a benefit to, to having a wider variety of tenancies and to be able to support that market that I think was largely overlooked when it came to development in the Hamilton area. 
as I mentioned previously, there was a lot going on near the airport. And I think just just as a, a function of scale, a lot of the bigger institutional players and bigger private guys weren't looking at the smaller sites that caught our eye in the Stony Creek business parks, for example. So it was a bit of a niche that we are slowly carving for ourselves. Absolutely. I, I would agree. And just for our uh, our listeners, just so they're aware, Zentil has made acquisitions at the 601 Highland up on the Hamilton Mountain, as well as two acquisitions on uh, Arvin Avenue, 1310 Arvin, as well as 548 Arvin. So I would agree with you, Jens, uh, being a local Hamilton expert, you know, I would agree that in our experience, you know, 70 percent of the demand is in the, you know, 20,000 square feet and, and less, whereas the, the larger developers seem to all be doing a large bay industrial trying to land, you know, 100, 200, 300,000 square foot plus tenants. And, you know, as the research would indicate, there's certainly not nearly as much larger users out there as there are the, the the smaller tenants. So I think I would have to agree with your strategy that Small Bay is is speaking more to the to the local Hamilton market. Mind you, with all the large bay being built, you know, they, they might be changing the market. So who knows in the future it could become a, a large bay market, but I guess time will tell to see uh, how things will unfold. So diving into like the construction side of things, I mean, you folks have had a tremendous amount of construction experience in many different uh, municipalities and cities. Can you describe anything that's different about the Hamilton permitting process or construction process that would be different than uh, some of the other GTA markets? At first blush, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of things that really caught my eye about the process, and I'm going to expand the question to include elements of site plan control. So from even a site plan application perspective, it was interesting that our architects and planners send in a request for a pre-con and there's an email back saying, you know, it, it seems like uh, everything's in order. As long as you have all the entitlements in place, they just allow you to go straight to site plan application, which was interesting for us typically because in other municipalities where we're starting to to try to get a bit of a presence like Barry. There's a bit of time added just due to the fact there's a pre-consultation element to everything. But overall, it's been pretty good, pretty seamless. Uh, just for, for reference, I think we had gotten our conditional approval for 548 Arvin last June, and we're already at the stage of, of hopefully getting our full building permits uh, in the next couple months. So just over a year, which seems pretty par for the course, generally across different municipalities. But all in all, it's, I'd have to say it was a very positive experience and kudos, especially to Hamilton for being able to take on the additional influx and in development to that market. Coincidentally, I read something even in the Real Estate News Exchange today that, or at least a link to another article that, that mentioned that Hamilton had, has just broken a record for the amount of permit values that are going towards buildings under construction right now across all different segments. So that's really great to see. No, that's very interesting insight because I know not only uh, other developers, but, you know, buyers of real estate, they're always curious uh, what the construction process is going to look like. So it's a very good insight to hear someone who, who has so much experience and to have a comparison from municipality in different cities. Speaking of construction, 
and this is not specifically about just Hamilton. I mean, in general, obviously, uh, you know, things are changing. Can you describe a lot of construction challenges that you've been facing across the board? Not not a specific Hamilton question, but just in general, in comparison to, say, the past, like, are you finding the construction process more challenging than historically? Or is it uh, is it comparable to how it's been over the last few years? On the whole, I mean, I think I'm going to sound like a bit of a, a, the, the collective broken record just talking about supply chain issues and delays generally. But that sort of side of things has certainly thrown a wrench in everybody's plans to move along quickly and efficiently. I know that just due to the nature of construction and different critical path items, if materials and supplies aren't arriving for one particular part of construction, that could throw everything off. And it's definitely happened in the past. I know just even anecdotally that service and and goods repricing has caused some vendors to come to developers and say, listen, we have to increase our price or we're going to walk for the job. And I think at least for a little while and, and even now and perhaps continuing a little bit into the future, developers will kind of be at the mercy at uh, their vendors. But hopefully that, that'll come back into equilibrium in the next little while. I think uh, another thing obviously has been, as I just mentioned, you know, price increases and sort of the effect that's having on everything. So to overcome those challenges, I think, you know, builders, developers need to be a little more innovative or creative in, in how they construct buildings. I know, for example, traditionally, we've typically built our buildings with precast for the exterior. So architectural precast or flex wall, those types of product and elements. But now we're looking at combinations. So precast with a little bit of insulated metal panel and things like this, just so that we can keep chugging along and, and make sure that we can get things done on time and for at a decent cost because with the way costs are and prices are tracking now it'll be impossible to fully pass that on to uh to tenants so are you saying from a construction perspective like you know precast obviously the cost of of that type of construction has significantly gone up so you you don't feel confident that you can necessarily pass on those increased costs to the end tenant. So you just have to be a lot more conscious about uh, what type of construction materials are going into the buildings. Yeah, you're 100% correct. I mean, if certain aspects of construction are going up 40, 50% in cost, that's impossible to think that a landlord who even in the past couple of years might have been a little aggressive in the underwriting and anticipating certain rates for tenants that take possession it's hard to imagine they can they're able in the market to obtain those tenants with that corresponding increase in rates but i I was going to add previously too when you asked the question just just as a humorous little point that i think our organization back in the 90s just to give you perspective built a building in, in just over three months i believe which is pretty unprecedented and you'd never see that today but just to give you a sign of the times very interesting. What about from a labor perspective? Are you finding it harder to have uh, the appropriate labor to hit these construction deadlines or or to just even find the labor to get started on the project? Like, have you experienced any difficulties uh, with that regard? Yeah, I think we are not directly because while we do undertake sort of development management and, and overall project management for our developments, We kind of hear that issue relating to labor shortages from contractors that we engage with. 
it's a difficult thing. I mean, I've heard even just from them that it's hard to find laborers and the amount of man hours that goes into development has increased over the years in different aspects of construction other than technological advances. But it, I know it's difficult. And even on the um, on the landlord side, just speaking with our tenants, uh, I know apart from construction, it's just difficult to find uh, skilled labor, especially for manufacturing uses. That's very interesting to hear. So kind of ending the loop on the Hamilton discussion, obviously, you know, Hamilton's been one of the hottest markets in Canada over the last few years. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I'm going to ask you some kind of, uh, you know, hypothetical questions. Like, where do you think the next hot industrial uh, market will be? You know, obviously, people have left the GTA seeking uh, other markets. You know, Bolton uh, was on fire for a little bit there. Now people have gravitated towards Hamilton. Are there any markets that you're starting to see pick up steam in terms of uh, levels of interest and where you might see the next hot industrial market being? Yeah, I'll, I'll only answer the question if you if you don't hold me to it. But I think so. Let me begin by talking about, you know, Hamilton obviously has been successful because it's in sort of Ontario's economic engine. I mean, anywhere in the greater Golden Horseshoe, I think in the future will be great. I know a place that is kind of center ice in sort of Ontario's sort of strong economic areas in southern Ontario. I think one that's close in transportation to other main markets uh, is a city like or, or area like uh, Brantford, which has that connectivity from a transportation perspective. There's a lot of greenfield development opportunities. It's not too far away from Toronto, Hamilton, or other places. It's really close to, uh, at least relatively speaking, still close to the U.S. border. So I think Brantford has already, even in the past year or so, seen unprecedented growth in its history. But I would say Brantford and and also even Barrie, once again, another market that is close to Toronto and that can kind of take on that spillover of industrial and employment uses, has the supply to be able to accommodate that, is kind of buffered by the green belt. And so there's going to be ultimately demand that can't be fulfilled at a certain point there. So from an investment standpoint, Barry looks like a great spot. And then even into the future, it'll obviously be sort of a main hub that supports cottage areas. And, you know, we have a lot of older people demographically in the province and Canada. And I assume a lot of retirement and residential spread will go to areas like that. And Barry will be a place that will be servicing, you know, those areas and, and the industries that are in them. Yeah, no, I, I can't uh, obviously comment on the on the berry market. While while I, I agree with everything you've stated, it uh, the the facts make that market compelling. But from a local, I mean, we are we are a local Hamilton expert, and I would agree with you uh, that you know Brantford is appealing because what we're seeing is the local Hamilton uh, tenants or or buyers, uh, they're all kind of complaining that uh, the market is just too expensive for them. So we're definitely seeing a slow migration towards the Brantford area, whereas historically we would not see any interest going to those areas at all. But uh, Hamilton has just skyrocketed uh, so much in demand and it's just become unaffordable for, for a lot of tenants and buyers. So I would agree with you on, on, on the Brantford comments. Uh, you know, we're seeing that as well. 
shifting gears a little bit to, I guess, the current economic situation, you know, we, we obviously uh, are, are faced with rising interest rates. You mentioned supply chain issues. There's some, you know, construction challenges people are going through. What do you think are some of the solutions to the industrial problems that, you know, developers are, are going through? Is there any like underlying challenge that you think needs to be solved or is it just simply there's just not enough supply in the market and, and this, this, the challenge is just simply creating more space to fulfill that demand? I mean, that's the million dollar question. I don't have, unfortunately, a clear cut answer to that. But to address that that last thing you were saying about constructing new supply to accommodate uh, growth and, and ongoing really increasing amounts of tenant requirements, I think the biggest thing is obviously red tape. And I know the municipalities and the province do their best to allow for development and perhaps not even possible to, to create efficiencies or make that faster or create further incentives. But I think that's the key. I think one of the issues right now, too, is, you know, there's obviously a supply crisis in the employment segment. And now, whereas in the past couple of years, developers and builders might say, well, I'll build on spec now with interest rates increasing and just the psychology of the market being split between those who think that that they're still bullish on industrial and still want to keep plowing along or those who who think that uh, there might be a bit of downturn you're kind of split and that makes people more wary in terms of going forward with spec developments which further increases the issue because it's hard to imagine that all of the demand is going to be satisfied by the design build development process let's say versus having some of it move forward on a spec basis so I guess, yeah, with raising interest rates and recession fears coming uh, in the market, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, you, you think that the, the speculative development is going to uh, lessen, you know, developers will be a lot more conscious and conservative and, and wait for uh, actual, you know, tenants to come through. You, you, you see a slowdown, I guess, in speculative development. I think the sort of investment in sort of the value the amount of value that's traded in the in the industrial segment in terms of investors purchasing properties and land for development i think there's going to be a slowdown there but to what i was just talking about i think just because there's a continued demand that isn't being fulfilled i think for example rental rates are still going to be buoyed up by that so i don't think that's going to move in lockstep with sort of acquisition disposition patterns that will most likely change Jens, we'll have probably some people listening to the podcast who are, you know, actually looking for industrial space themselves um, within your portfolio, not just, you know, the Hamilton market. If someone's looking for space within the next year, can you talk about some uh, developments that might be able to accommodate their needs? Yeah, absolutely. So we also uh, will be starting with the second phase of Industrial development at Weston and Steels in Toronto, right at, or sorry, in Vaughan rather, and that that's slated for uh, later this year or early next. That'll be complete for uh, mid uh, to third quarter of 23. Thereafter, we're hoping to to slot in some more industrial developments in Hamilton at 1310 Arvin. We're going to try to achieve roughly 90 to 100,000 feet there. We'll likely get through the site plan control and permitting aspects of the development 
next year. So hopefully looking to have that done in 24 and 25. And and likely the same goes for our Highland Road property, which hopefully we'll be able to, to have coverage of around 50,000 feet, once again, with smaller uh, units that can be demised, whether it's, you know, 10, 12,000 feet all the way up to 20 or, or hopefully a tenant wants to take all 50, that'd be great. So there you go. If there's any uh, prospects looking for space, Zentil uh, has a portfolio that uh, can accommodate users of uh, many different square footage. So they're they're obviously nicely diversified, not only in size, but uh, geography. So just to wrap up, Jens, just want to thank you for uh, taking your time. I'm sure, uh, like myself, you know, it's it's very interesting to hear what perspective you know, a developer like yourself has. It's it's very interesting to hear, obviously, you know, your interest in the Hamilton market. And, uh, you know, I'm confident that uh, those listening uh, will will, uh, will find that uh, very valuable and fascinating as well. So thank you uh, very much for your time today. And we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much, Brian. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to Collier's Talks podcast. To learn more about Collier's Canada, our experts, and our solutions, visit colliers.canada.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.